0: J. Ermston Toft of the Darts World Weekly podcast and a special welcome to this our new feature Let's Talk Darts. Back in December 2023 it was the Darts World Championships at the Ali Pali and 30 years on from the inaugural PDC World Championships which we heavily featured in the magazine and about the first event and indeed the first winner Dennis the Menace Priestley. Dennis, at the time, was recovering from a recent surgery, so we were especially grateful and delighted when he agreed to talk about his this remarkable event and a little about his groundbreaking career. For more exclusive interviews and original content, like and subscribe the YouTube channel. Over to the interview. Hi, Dennis. We're going to have a chat with you today about the World
1: Championship 30 years ago today. So... What were your early impressions of the first WDC-PDC World Championships? And did you believe you were involved in something so important for darts?
2: No, not at the time, Simon. I didn't uh, didn't know the significance of what was uh, on starting. Uh, I mean, who could have foreseen that it would, you know, build up to what it is uh, to the present day? No, I, I never expected it, but... Uh, We've got to start somewhere, and uh, the fourteen, fourteen, what stood stood fast together, united together, proved that uh, what we what we was doing uh, is what, what was needed. I mean, obviously, the first people to see that the darts was in the doldrums were such as yourselves, uh, darts companies, not uh, not selling as many products, so something had to be done.
1: Yeah, and um, was there any extra pressure due to the controversy of the split? Um, and what was your view back then?
2: Well, the, uh, I mean, I went into it not expecting to, to to win it, to be honest. My form, I'd not put, I'd not put a lot of effort in pr- prior to it, and my form wasn't great. Uh, but I just got better and better as it went on, and uh, I mean, obviously, it was a new venue. Uh, I, w- I wouldn't say it was uh, it was seedy, but it was it was low ceiling, smoky atmosphere, uh, and we, we were struggling to put dirt bums on seats. The very first off, we were giving tickets away. Now they they can't buy them for love of money.
1: Yeah, but did you feel any extra pressure because it was the first year since the split?
2: No, no, I didn't at all. Like, I I just used, I mean, going back thirty years, thirty years younger, and I'm, I'm like. 43, 44, I mean, I'd, I'd seen most things happening and it, it were just I just took it as it came, Simon.
1: Oh, brilliant. So having played in both, do you prefer the group stage or the single knockout of later years?
2: Well, I mean, we, we had to introduce the group stage because we were struggling to, to get enough players. So, I mean, eight groups of three was, was, was probably a good idea um probably came it, the idea came up from probably tommy cox and dick helix uh and it, it meant that we could play you know five games to win it same as the old embassy uh you know we played two group games and we played a quarter final semi and a final so that got us just five games uh airtime as well we got to we got to uh you know, fill the airtime up. What Sky was giving us.
1: What do you, What would you prefer, though? Straight or group?
2: I, I would. I would prefer straight knockout.
1: Okay, fair enough. And because I mean, you, yeah, you came through that group very strongly, didn't you? But your your game with Jockey was a belter. Um, what were your memories of that game?
2: Well, it, I had great memories of it, too and, and didn't realise how good a game it was until I did an interview the other day uh, last week. And uh, the average was nearly 95, which, I mean, then 30 years ago was a good average. Um, It's not a bad
1: average now, then?
2: No, I mean, Jockey set it off. I don't know if I had the first throw uh, at 140 and Jockey followed with a 180. They were the very first two uh, throws to the board, 140, 180.
1: Wow, and then your quarter and semi-final were solid with the win over Everson being tough looking. Um, did, were they comfortable though?
2: Well, the, the looking back of them, yeah, yes, um, they, were, they were comfortable. Peter Everson actually, uh, he was the only one to shoot an average better than what I had all all week. I think he had a, he had a ninety-seven average when he won his game uh, prior to playing me, so. He will probably form form player.
1: Yeah. And then, obviously, your thoughts and expectations before taking on Phil Taylor.
2: Well, I had no, uh, no scarred mind at that uh, particular time. You know, I, I'd, I'd been beating him more or less every time I played him. He only got the better of me after, after 95, 96. And, uh, prior and... to that, I was a lot better than Phil.
1: And so, so then the final scoreboard because it was one way. It, effectively, it was one way. Then, really, you you outplayed him.
2: Yes, totally outplayed him. Um, but I, I, I didn't realise how how good we'd actually played. It. That, I think that was a ninety a ninety four average in final.
1: Yeah, so that was above that was above what the Lakeside ever has been because that was like 92s winning that, wasn't it? Yeah.
2: Yeah, I, 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 apparently I didn't know until after when I, won, when I won at Lakeside. I was the first player in, the, in playing the five games to win it that averaged 90 in each, um, in each round.
1: Yeah, well, you could have d- you'd have probably done all right in this Lakeside having, as you are now looking back. Anyway, um, so being the first to lift this major trophy, it, it can never be taken away from you. How did it feel back then and, and now looking back?
2: I mean, obviously, You know, you you you're in the moment. aren't you? when it happens. It was it was obviously a, a, a great feeling. You know, to have won, to have won so convincingly. Looking back of it, um, yeah, the significance of it's uh, mind blowing when when you think how it's progressed since.
1: Yeah, oh, unbelievable. And, and looking back, then, have you got a favourite moment and memory? From the whole thirty after over the thirty years,
2: uh, from from that particular final.
1: Well, no, just uh, just overall, really. I guess have you got when you look back? Do you, you know, what's your kind of favourite memory of the whole thirty years?
2: Well, I always, uh, when people ask me, Simon, I'm not saying it because it's Wimbledon World Masters, but that's the finest game of darts I ever played when I won the Wimbledon World Masters.
1: Who was that against?
2: Um, I beat Gregory in the final and. Uh, Winning in semi-final, but
1: but the whole tournament from the floor all the way through.
2: I, d- I don't know how, how many times I played. Yeah, it was it was starting on the floor and then uh, finishing the next day. The last eight went back. I do believe. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Next, well, that's brilliant. Uh, I mean, because you always said it was the toughest one to win.
2: Well, will not only that. I mean, I played absolutely out of my skin. I, I, I had a thirty-five point something average. Against Alan Warriner, and just short of thirty-five average uh, against um, Gregory in the final. Uh,
1: that is tremendous.
2: And I, 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 I did get chance to see it uh, on, you know, on, on video type of thing. And uh, there wasn't a game went above fifteen darts until the the the, the very last leg where I. When I hit double eight, it was so 17.
1: when you're when you're in a game playing that well, are you just in your flow? Are you just absorbed? Are you, have you just got no real consciousness? What what's the feeling?
2: I'd give it a, in a nutshell. Like when I were at my best, I, I could block everything out and concentrate. It was concentration. I mean, I'd love to play like Lou Comfries and uh, Michael Smith, but it, it just wasn't possible for me. So my game was all about mental uh, strength and concentration.
1: Yeah, and, you know, but, Dennis, you did it for so long. So thanks for that interview, Dennis. We'll be publishing that for you to have a look at, and uh, obviously we wish you a good Christmas on that. Thanks, Dennis.
2: You know, same, likewise with you. I hope you you have a fantastic Christmas with with your family, Simon.
0: Thanks, Den. So there's our interview with Dennis Menis Priestley. I'd like to thank Simon as well for all his time and efforts on that interview. If you like this kind of content, please remember to like and subscribe so you'll get your darts world fixed, whether it be the podcast or Indeed. Let's talk darts.